what's going on out there, all y'all people out in the universe, the world, the country, the city. My name is Jose, and this is a new podcast. It's Positively Cynical. Uh, today, I'll be joined by my sometimes co-host and good friend. Can you please introduce yourself, sir? What's your name? What's your uh, function? I guess I'm still trying to figure that out as far as, uh, I you're guess, try, a cool handle of sorts. Trying to figure out your name. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. But uh, I guess we'll just go with question mark for now until I figure it out. You're the Riddler. <laughs> yes. Or you're, you're the Riddle, specifically. I guess that can work, yeah. Well, then you're going to have to show up with a question mark t-shirt at some point. I can find one of those. Show that off. I know you're a fan of the Riddler, so it really works for you in a way. It definitely could work for you to have that question mark aesthetic. Well, there you go. I think that there you go. You can be question um, love. <laughs> and what's your what's your would... what's your function question love? Uh, I'll say this much. Uh, today's been a good day because the Wolverines won their first game in the NCAA tournament. The Wolverines? Like, like yes, Wolverine Michigan, from, okay, I was going to say, like, what's, what Wolverines are we talking about here? The University of Michigan Wolverines. University of Michigan Wolverines. And why is that big? Why are you, why are you proud of that? Why are you excited about that? Well, as an alum, <clears throat> let's just say it's, uh, it's a good day. Uh, I thought that uh, there was a possibility we could lose. Considering, well, it's something that Michigan kind of tends to do in some weird situations, especially when we're favored sometimes. But uh, all is well so far. We won the first game. Ohio State lost their first game. Yay. And uh, onward and upward, I guess. Hopefully we win the tournament. Fingers crossed. Yes. School pride. All right. Very much so. School pride. So that's your function. That's part of your function. That's That works. For me, we'll reveal more about you since you're such an enigmatic character. <laughs> question. Since you're the question that that everyone needs the answer to, we'll reveal more about that as you appear on the podcast periodically from time to time. This podcast that, again, we are calling Positively Cynical. And I am the host. Like I said, Question is, is the, the sometimes co-host. And we hope to have him on as often as possible because he has some good perspective on a bunch of bullshit. And by the way, we're going to curse on this show if you weren't expecting that. We'll, we'll mark this explicit so everybody knows that this, this show ain't full of the kids like Wu-Tang is. So, yeah, like that's what we are. And the podcast, I'll tell you right now, is just going to be musings from me. And I'll tell you who I am a little bit in a minute or what my function is. But it's basically my bullshit. Uh, it's my personality in a podcast to a certain extent. I, I maybe question understands what I'm talking about because I'm a I'm a I'm a smiley fuck. But like, we get deep in some shit. We be talking about some dark shit, and it goes there sometimes. Yeah, we go there sometimes. But I am surprisingly optimistic for somebody that talks about that much bullshit. So that's why I'm calling it positively cynical because I'm a goddamn positive 
cynic. And if, if you're a positive cynic out there, then you might understand some of these musings. Uh, what do we muse about? Well, in general, like, like, like I said, it's everything that I'm interested in. So it might be the sociology of the world. It might be politics. It might be some celebrity bullshit every once in a while. Maybe if it's interesting, new and interesting or something that, that actually catches my fancy for some particular reason or some particular lesson, maybe some reason for my musings. Musings are all lessons, I guess, most of the time that we're trying to teach, right? So hopefully there'll be lessons for those of you that are listening to the podcast. Um, but it could be really about anything, but we're going to keep it generally serious with a touch of light, just like the title implies. Uh, I will make one more disclaimer about the podcast. This is an echo chamber. If you disagree, fuck you. Uh, I will... <laughs> Not, <laughs> I will not. Well then. Yeah. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Well, I'll be, you know, like I said, this is marked explicit, so they're going to expect this. I will not obligate myself to any kind of bipartisan discourse. If I choose to have people on this show that want to talk about a perspective that's vastly different from mine, as opposed to the various slight differences we all have in life, you know if we want to get seriously left, right, political, and all that kind of bullshit. If I want to do that, I will, but I will not obligate myself to do that. So if anybody actually listens to this podcast and you want to bitch about how much of an echo chamber it is, fuck you. So I just want to make that quick disclaimer. Uh, I, do my, I do my work outside the bubble in real life with my conservative friends. I don't need to do it with you, the listener. So just one more time, fuck you if you think I'm going to do that for you. I just want to make that clear. Anyway, anyway. One of those shows. It's gotcha. one of those shows, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those shows. Well, I guess uh, we'll peel the onion back a little bit. Well, I mean, the... there will be people who will agree with me and there will certainly be many detractors, as with you as well, as with anybody else that appears on this show. But uh, like I said, my point is not a dialogue. I want to make that clear. This is not necessarily a dialogue, because I think if you don't make that clear, you might fall into a trap. This isn't crossfire. I have no desire. I was going to say this could kind of devolve into crossfire, which in and of itself is good, but... Uh... Yeah, I guess for what you're going for, uh, maybe not. Yeah, I absolutely do not, do not want that. And there will certainly be political aspects to the show and politics is divisive and religion is divisive and sociology is divisive and everything that I'm going to talk about is probably going to be relatively divisive. Um, but yes, that said, that's what this show is. And I am Jose, as I said, in case you didn't know what the fuck my name is. It's a relatively common Spanish name. It's Jose, one more time for those who didn't hear it. Um, and I am a uh, born and bred New Yorker of about the fourth decade of life. Uh, I was born in 1980. I'm a kid of the, the Queens streets, the New York City Queens streets. So if you didn't get it by now from the accent, coffee, dog, sausage, and all that other bullshit, if you, you probably got it from those words. If you didn't get it from the accent or the attitude or the demeanor or anything else right by now, I'm an NYC kid. Uh, and, you know, go ahead. No, go ahead. What's up? No, I was going to say, let's just say uh, so far it shows. 
so far it shows. <laughs> there's you that know me, charm. motherfucker. Like, of course it shows to you. I mean. Like I said, there's that New York charm. That charm? <laughs> nice and subtle, I we, guess. We'll definitely talk about that at some point in the future because I have my own theories about New York charm versus uh, versus how polite everybody else is everywhere else. But that's beyond the, the point right now. Um, it's definitely beside the point. Um, as for me, my function is basically I'm a Queens kid that's now living in Brooklyn. Uh, I have a good life. I have a great girlfriend. I have an awesome dog. Uh, I am getting into the IT profession. And that actually is going to color a little bit of what we're going to talk about today because I made that decision to move into IT. Um, and what that means is I got the CompTIA A-plus certification. For those of you who don't know who that is, most of you won't care. We'll move on from it quickly. It's basically an IT certification so you can get a goddamn help, help desk job. I've always been interested in computers, so I figure I'll make some money off of that bullshit. But anyway, moving on, that's, yeah, that's the basics of my function, right? uh, name and rank, right? That's my name and that's what I do. That's rank and in the everyday world and the everyday life, if we want to talk about it in terms of military, uh, military, let's say, um, well, you, you know what I mean, the, the decorum, that's the word I was looking for. But anyway, moving on, the rest of what you'll learn about me, you will definitely find out about on this podcast, I would imagine, because question, am I one to like hold back my opinion too often? What do you think? Um, that would be a no. I mean, I, I have the, some tact, but this is a podcast, so why would I do that? Right? Well, I, yeah, I was going to say, I thought, I guess, ideally, the point of this for you was not really to be tactful. That might be left up to me, depending on where these conversations go. That will but, definitely uh, be left up, left up to you. I think uh, for you, at least what uh, you're aiming for, uh, tact ain't it. No. I'll just put it that way. And I am not uh, making some spectacular claim to being a, a truth teller and somebody like I really hate the phrase someone who tells it like it is because I am not telling it like it is. I am telling it how I see it. I at least understand that much. I, I think. I think. No, there's a difference. No, there's a difference. Right. I mean. Right. That's all you can do. Right. I mean, I'm not, normal is in the eye of the beholder, right? So. <laughs> I'm not that there much of go. a fucking narcissist that I think that everything I say is correct. I just think that 90% of it is correct. I leave room for, <laughs> for error. I guess it's a bigger 10% for you than most, let's say. I hope so. I hope so. But I mean, I guess we'll see. let's relate it to the topic of the day because the topic of the day is coronavirus. The the world of coronavirus. And I just want to say one more thing about the, the reason that I started this podcast, or at least the timing. Um, as you will all no doubt find out, I am very much opinionated and I very much like to hear my own voice, at least when it comes to certain things. Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm perfectly happy to let somebody else take the spotlight. But when, I, when I'm interested in something, I'll talk about that shit forever. And that's what we're going to do here. But I didn't want to do it last year because I didn't in a way feel right taking advantage 
of coronavirus in in a way, like kind of taking advantage of the uh, quote unquote, like no pun intended viral aspect of coronavirus as a story. And I also didn't want to do that with Donald Trump. And I just mentioned his goddamn name. And I want to try to avoid it as much as possible. I really do. I mean, uh, that's going to be hard to do. Uh, But not impossible because I did it for almost four years. Well, uh, I did it relatively well for four years. The conversation was not always about him for me. No, but for a while, I mean, his finger was in every pie. Metaphorically speaking, yeah. No, I, um, I don't want to be like a like a late night television host that suddenly found a new lease on life with comedy. I like Seth Meyers, but like, like that. <laughs> well, like, yeah, he kind of yeah. yeah. Trump kind of gave every comedian uh, a new lease on their professional life. Let's just say, mm-hmm. uh, I guess he was the gift that kept on giving. Yes, as we keep on mentioning him, even though. You know, I know you're not trying to, but yeah. again, see, there you but, go. You can't avoid it. It just happens. But he was a motherfucking tragedy and so is coronavirus. And I don't want to make the conversation as much about that as I, as I possibly can. But I mean, John Oliver promised that too. And that shit didn't really happen. So we'll do the best that we can. Well, let's just say that I guess coronavirus in and of itself is a lot bigger than Donald Trump. A hell of a lot. Way. A hell of a lot bigger than Donald Trump. A hell of a lot bigger than Donald Trump. And I want to... So I want to approach this from an angle of what you believe about coronavirus to start with, okay? Because, so here's my thing. Let me tell you what I believe about coronavirus. Let me tell you how I feel about coronavirus. And then I want you to tell me what you believe about coronavirus question and what you feel about coronavirus. So here's my belief. Number one, I want to state one thing that I state unequivocally to basically everybody I talk about this this subject with let's call it covid because a coronavirus is a pretty it's a much broader way to put it covid-19 to be specific so the way i feel about covid is one of the things that i see that gets debated a lot that that <clears throat> doesn't really fucking matter to me is where it came from now covid could have come out of a fucking Chinese lab. There could have been some, you know, communist party scientist working on COVID as a fucking weapon to try to destroy the fucking world. That's entirely possible. See, that's the 10% of me that says like, hey, I'm not always necessarily right. I believe certain things could be possible. I just don't think that's really plausible, number one. And like I said, number two, I don't give a fuck where it came from. I had this conversation with somebody the other day that definitely believes that it's a virus that was created by China for some global scheme. And I said the same thing to him. I was just like, I don't give a shit where it came from. It's still killing people. Something is killing people. And I know that both from a standpoint that I definitely keep up with the news more than enough. I'm not somebody to watch broadcast television news. I don't watch any cable television news. I don't watch CNN, nor Fox News, nor MSNBC. I try to get everything that I that I get from my news through reading the news from as many sources as I possibly can, from National Review to not MSNBC, still the website, but other places perhaps, like Atlantic uh, is a good example of something that's a little more progressive. And of course, National Review is a conservative uh, news website. Uh, 
Um, but you know, like I spoke with that person the other day, like I said, and I just really don't care where it came from. I know, like I said, from the news and from personal stories with people that I know who work in medical professions, who work in government, who work in other capacities that have seen what this has done to, well, everywhere, the entire fucking world, but who know enough and are experts enough, not just some guy on TV, but people that I know that know what this is and know that it's real and have had people die and have seen people die both personally and people who are nurses and otherwise, people who are frontline workers. So for me, I think it's really fucking stupid to deny that something is different in terms of like a lot of people are dying this year that weren't dying or dying in 2020 and well, continue into this year that weren't dying in 2019 and 2018. It's just a fact. I don't really care if you want to compare it to the cold or the flu. The cold kills maybe 50,000 people a year in America every single year on average. If we're talking about a peak, maybe we'll get to 80,000, not half a million, not near half a million. Something's different. So that's for starters. Certainly how how I feel about the idea of where coronavirus came from, COVID came from, and how I feel about it generally in terms of what it is, I guess you could say. So my question for you question is essentially the same thing. Tell me what you think about it in those terms to start well, with. Well, I mean, I, I, uh, I guess I wouldn't, I guess you could put it more, I guess, philosophically, at least as far as how I see it. Love it. Um, I don't so? know. It, it just kind of speaks to the unpredictability and the fragility of life, more or less. I mean, you can have things planned one day, and then literally a pandemic strikes, and everything changes. I mean, think about it. A year ago, you know, we were all at work, behind our desks. Life was normal. And then literally in the span of, what, several weeks well here we are i mean this is weeks yeah this is now year two i mean think about that Mm -hmm. of working from home of being away from whoever you know i had plans last year i think we all had plans last year oh yeah you know no one road trip son yeah no one really pens road trip to the west i was gonna take a road trip to the west last year hopefully Ah. i was gonna go from new york to chicago where i lived for four years and as far west as I possibly could to visit some friends of mine that live in Vegas, some mutual friends of ours that live in Vegas, possibly. So, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna do some trips, man. I'll go to Ohio to see our other mutual friend. None of that shit happened. So, I mean, for you, I, I, I'm sure you definitely had similar plans. Yeah, I wanted to go and travel. I wanted to do things outdoors with people. Um. <laughs> I guess not. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, you laugh, but I mean, it, it is that simple, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know whether I miss the simple things or not. I mean, it makes you appreciate them. I, I, I think that like what's, we've all learned, what sort of simple things do you mean? I'd like to well, go I mean, down into that too. Well, I mean, well, I guess for starters, appreciating your house. I mean, we all had to be in hours as best we could for the better part of a year. Um, You know, there are things that, you know, you learn while you're home. You know, there are projects that you put off, uh, 
you know, like I said, I mean, it was odd. I mean, people had time. People still have time. It's, I, you know, I guess being on this side of it a year later, I know it's still strange. I'm still trying to kind of sort this out. I mean, you know, we've, I've, I've learned a lot about myself. I feel you, I'm sure you have too. I think we all have, like I said before. Like what? Like what have you, what is one thing that you've learned about yourself in the time of COVID-19? Well, um, hmm. It could be a small thing. It could be a big thing. I have one thing in mind for myself right away. I mean, I I guess one thing I guess you could say that's learned is I want to say not to think, not to take things for granted, but I guess, yeah, it's the, the, the little things, which I've always appreciated, but I think that much more so now, you know, the fact that, like I said, I appreciate my house a little bit more. I mean, granted, I haven't been there <laughs> per se for a little bit, but you know, it also gave me the opportunity, uh, you know, to kind of reconnect, you know, with relatives, with my folks. Yeah. Um, you know, in some instances, there were people I hadn't heard from in a while, and it's like, oh, hey, remember me? Hey, remember me? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like, in a way, you kind of had all the time in the world that you didn't really think you did have. Yes. And I mean, whew, you can fill your days with either the most mundane thing or the most meaningful. And I think that a big part of it was that we have the time to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know what? I guess that is one thing that I learned, you know, time just goes, you know, I mean, it, it waits for no person. You know, like I said, this is year two of this, you know, and, you know, even though ideally the world's kind of stood still, you know, time doesn't, you know, the sun rises and sets every day. I mean, again, to get existential, yes, I mean, at the risk of it, you know, but I I mean, it is a little things, you know, Um, my patience and my tolerance for certain things. I think I realized, again, a lot of the little things um, that I thought I was neglecting, and things that I shouldn't be, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like I said, it's been a rough year for, you know, for a lot of people. Like I've, I've had relatives that have passed away, um, not necessarily from, you know, COVID, but, you know, there have been situations where, you know, I've had to go to a hospital over the past year. You know, my relatives have had to go to a hospital for one reason or another. Yeah. And like I said, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, hard on everybody, not just, you know, for, you know, Corona sufferers, but, you know, I was watching something the other day and they were saying, you know, for, you know, it's not just, you know, about the virus per se, you know, if anybody is visiting a hospital for whatever reason, you know, you have to deal with that. You know, you have, you know, friends or family members that are suffering by themselves. You can't go to see them. You have to, you know, watch them on a screen, you know, get phone calls and, you know, it's surreal. You know, I mean, normally you go to a hospital and, you know, tend to somebody, you'd see them. Now you're getting updates from a doctor over the phone and wondering, like, how, what's going on in, you know, in the, in the, in the hospital. I mean, it, it just adds add a, a, like a different layer to a lot of things. Um, positive, I, w- I really wouldn't say positive, but, you know, it, it put a lot of things in perspective. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I just kind of, 
and it just feels like I kind of said a lot of stuff around about, I mean, I guess it's, you know, musings and all. Um, that's okay. But I mean, that's, that's part of it though. I mean, like that's I said, time is fleeting. Time, yeah. time is very fleeting. Time is absolutely fleeting. Time is for no one, man. Jeez. Time is the that's only, time is the only, I mean, if you want to get as existential real quick, and then I shall explain to you what I think I learned about myself in the time of COVID in the last year or so. Uh, as existentially, time is the only thing that you can't get back, right? You can get your money back. Yeah. You can get your health back to a certain extent. You can get your youth back, quote unquote, so to speak. You can get people back, unless they're dead, generally. Let's right? see, unless they're zombies. Which is a function of time. Time definitely does not wait for you to figure out when you want to get those people back if they're dead. So Time waits for you for nothing. I think that's kind of like, you know, not to cut you off, but I yeah. mean, like I said, that's kind of like one of the lessons. Like I said, just on, like on a dime, everything changes, or everything can. And you all better appreciate you know? shit. Seriously. Appreciate shit. Yeah. I mean, for lack of a better way of saying it, yeah. Maybe that should. Maybe that's what ties into one thing that I learned about myself in the time of COVID. And then and I just want to preface this by saying that I'm not by any means, I mean, this is an obvious statement. I am by no way and no mean a perfect person. And there are certain things that I have great resilience in and certain things that are weaknesses of mine emotionally. But I did find that in Situations like this, like a global crisis to a certain extent, I am more emotionally resilient than I might have necessarily given myself credit for. Um, and it hurts to say it in this way, but it's essentially because one of the things that has highlighted my past year is watching so many people that I really care about kind of suffer through this like really badly, horribly in so many different ways and just losing so many parts of themselves in so many different ways. And it's really sad to see. And, you know, it doesn't just mean people who have just horribly lost loved ones or lost their health maybe by getting COVID. I certainly know people in in both camps or people who, who fit that description in some way. But it's just, it's it's sad but it also does give me a certain amount of hope for myself. And, you know, we all have to make sure that we're okay before we take care of anyone else. And I remember that a lot of my time spent early on in the pandemic, especially was I am an aggregator of, of the news to a certain extent. So when this started to break, I remember in January, basically of last year, even December, we started to see, or December of 2019, we started to see rumblings of some crazy shit going on in, in China. Oh God, it's been, that's right, jeez. I forgot 2019. I mean, yeah, it started it's been in 2019. Oh my God. I remember people talking about it initially. <laughs> I remember, I remember even posting some bullshit on Facebook about how I was saying to others that, like, uh, again, we're talking about positively cynical. I'm generally positive about shit like this, but something about, COVID-19 from the very beginning was just eerie as fuck for me. And I yeah, just had a it, it bad feeling from like January. You know what I mean? I was just like, this ain't swine flu. This ain't some other bullshit yeah, that we've dealt with. I'll, yeah, I was going to say it's this one. Yeah, for all the other, I guess, uh, viruses that we've come across over the past 
what, 10, 15, 20 years to this point. Fucking um, Ebola. Like, you know, all the crazy stuff. I, yeah, I, I mean, I have to admit at first, I really thought it was going to be, you know, one of those, all right, kind of, I guess, fleeting kind of viruses. You know, you hear about it. Um, you know, it's in other parts of the world. You know, there's a smattering of it here and there. No, but you're right, though. This had a different vibe to it, though. This is oh, one yeah. of those things where it was kind of like, it was only a matter of time before we got it and it was going to be bad here. Yes. I mean, everything leading up to, geez, a year ago, I mean, hell, today, really. Um, we're almost in. Know, we're almost in April when we're recording this. We're not going to release yet, but because we want to get a little catalog together, obviously you, for you fans out there, and so we can get on the iTunes or Apple Music hot list because that's how podcasts get popular these days. And we have to be a little commercial, but yes, that's yeah, that's about the time frame of where we are now compared to where we were last year in March, which is where we are now. Recording. Yeah, I mean, I believe this is month 13, mm-hmm. you know, which I just about, you know, it's nuts. You know, you hear, I guess, the experts, or if they're not, you want to put that in quotes, quote unquote, cynical side of this podcast. But, you know, when they were saying, oh, you're going to see upwards of what was it, 250, possibly 500,000 people dying. Yeah. And I remember a year ago, I mean, that number sounded, you know, crazy. I mean, that's more than not to good me. Lord, like ha- like the wars that you know that America's fought in some instances combined, and now it's just kind of like eh, half a million, you know, and it just kind of rolls off you now. I mean, I don't want to say that we're numb to it, but yeah, we kind of are. A lot of people, you are. know, it just oddly became well the way of life so quickly, and yeah, I mean, we want to get back to normal, I guess in quotes, but. I mean, what is normal going to be? I don't know if we can, you know, you, you kind of think about it. Interesting question. Know. Well, no, because I, I was thinking about it. You know, I keep on thinking about it. Like, you know, when we go, at some point you figure we're going to go back to the office, I guess. Even, even that's a question I never thought I'd have to ask myself a year ago. When do you, you have know? to officially go back to the office? Can I give a, a, a small amount of backstory? I'm not going to tell people where you work, but I'm just going to tell them. Not specifically where you work, but like what your current work situation is in terms of where you uh, geographically work. Well, can you tell? Can you short, tell them a little bit about that? Well, I was just going to say. I mean, long story short, you know, you know, it wasn't a job that you can do from home. Let's put it that way. Until no. you find out that you have to do it from home because yes. we have no choice. Which, you know, in share, of itself share is as crazy. much as you can, please. I know you don't want to share too much, and I know that you probably can't even share too much about what you do. But share as much as you can to give some context to, um, to the difference and to where you are now compared to where you were in fucking January or February of 2020. Well, I mean, you know, it's a job where you're you know out in the field, you're talking to people on a regular basis, face to face on the street, you know, in New York, you know, lots of people um, too. Yeah, like in a I mean, crowd, right? Yeah, in some instances, you know, a room full of people, one on one, but you know, ideally, it's you know, public facing, and again, not something that you'd you know really say. I mean, you could do it from home, bits and pieces, you know, but not everything. I will admit, um, but like I said, necessity <laughs> is the mother of invention, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, indeed. we found real quick that. You know, when you couldn't do stuff from home, 
but you had no damn choice. Hey, guess what? You can do stuff from home one way or the other. We all look, we all are resilient one way or the other. That's another thing I think that this year has taught us, you know, resiliency That's a good point. and resiliency. But again, resiliency takes different forms. I, I mean, think. Okay. So bake. let me be, <laughs> let me be more specific. I'm actually probably somebody that likes to get outdoors a lot. And I'm I, an outdoors person. I, I know that. I was better than I thought I would be with being somewhat shut in because I live half a block away from a park. I'm not saying I romped around there all fucking day, but I would certainly t- throw on a mask and find a nice little seclu- secluded spot for a few minutes a day in the park where I could fucking be outside and remember what the sun looks like. And I have I have a backyard where I am. I have a garden, a garden apartment in Brooklyn, which I'm super blessed to have, which is actually where my girlfriend lives. Um, and when this all happened, I mean, I was insanely lucky. Like I said, I have an awesome girlfriend. I told you that earlier at the top of the podcast, as well as an awesome dog. She asked me to move in, basically, um, which was ideal. It just was just ideal at the time. So, like, it's really a blessing. I'm not a religious person, but, like, it was really a blessing to get that situation for myself. Um but yeah, like the resilience was really specific. Like you said, we're all resilient in one way or another, right? I mean, like yeah. what, like what, like tell me a little bit more about like that thought. I guess like you were gonna make a point. If I I cut you off, I, I well, hope no. you didn't lose I mean, that thought. I mean, I kind of lost it now, but um, well, go anyway. I mean, I think. I mean, I guess more to your point, and I guess to tie everything together, you know, again, just fragility fleeting time and i mean in a lot of instances like i said we're we're a lot tougher and a lot smarter than i think that we all gave ourselves credit for i mean i'm gonna give ourselves a pet on the back here you know um let's think positive <laughs> you know something we haven't really done that's half of what year. i do um i think a lot of people i guess again to tie into the title of said podcast but you know, I think everyone's cynicism meter has risen quite a bit over the past year. You know, I mean, a lot of people are now willing to question more things. Um, you know, the, a lot of things that happened last year, you know, it's, it, I, I, I don't even know how to put it, but it's, 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 it's been a, it's been a fascinating year for a lot of reasons. And, the fact that a majority of people were home as a captive audience at this point because we had no choice to see it. Like I said, it just kind of laid bare a lot of other things about ourselves. I think that one way or another, for better or for worse, like I said, we learned a lot about ourselves this year. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. I'll so leave it at that. here's another thing that I've been thinking about in regards to COVID-19 and its effect on reality as we know it, it being the plague of our century, at least as far as I believe. Um, And y'all out there who disagree, I mean, really, you can pretty much go fuck yourself. Um, But if you believe that it's dangerous and you also believe that it came from a Chinese lab, I'll give you a pass, like I said. But the other thing I really wanted to talk about in terms of of COVID-19 kind of relates to what we were talking about just in the last couple of minutes is like, I want to understand, and I'll certainly, I'll give you a, a, a little blurb 
of sorts to to give you some context for this so that I can get your opinions and thoughts on this as well. So I think that like in general for a lot of people if you knew what you were looking for there's a lot of positive that you can find in in this time because like you said you have it's scary how the march of time goes on because of the the view of mortality that we have in the time of covid right that's really what makes it what it is but also you, you got to confront that a lot yeah you have Whether to you answer or not a hell of a lot you know what i mean i think about like i think about i'm sure you think about i'm sure a lot of people who are listening right now think about their parents or their grandparents or somebody who's truly vulnerable or somebody who's got some condition that makes them vulnerable but you think about it in the on the other hand and we do all have so much more time than we used to have for the most part don't we like this is a time where a lot of people very much could have taken advantage of the great pause uh as it has been called in jargon to a certain extent this time of lockdowns and this time of working from home and educating yourself from home and basically doing just about everything that you used to do outside at home gyms food like it's 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 really really like you said very interesting and i know a number of people as well you know again we have the cynical side i certainly saw a lot of people suffer and i don't put myself on a pedestal like i said with my particular level of resilience and cuz i've seen a lot of other people that i know thrive as well they've taken up new hobbies they've learned new things they've found new careers they've found some way and and you know that's something that i feel like i've done as well they found some way to make the most of this time so i mean we all love restaurants we all love movie theaters we all love the finer things in life for sure but i i really got to wonder especially because i know a lot of people who are clamoring for things to open back up that don't even leave their house a hell of a lot to begin with what are people rushing back to? I know it's vague. I know it's somewhat vague, but that's a little bit of context for you. What are people rushing back to? Why are people in such a fucking rush to get back to our consumer culture when we've had a chance as a society, I think, to do something we should have done a long time ago and something we certainly talked about in terms of our former president. We've had a time for reflection unlike we've ever had in any of our lifetimes, I think, for the most part. So what are, oh, people, yeah, what are people rushing back to? What are people rushing back to, in your opinion? For yourself, maybe? For others? Well, what, what are, what's with the rush? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess to kind of piggyback what you were saying before, I don't know. I, I kind of liked the introvertedness. I kind of liked it. Uh, I, I, I kind of miss being by myself, I guess, you know, for a while. Um, sometimes it gets annoying, <laughs> you know, you kind of do annoy yourself. Um, but oh, yeah, right. I mean, f- because, well, we didn't finish the very, 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 very quick context on where you are, but like, like you said, you work in, in outreach and you're also someone who lives in New York as well as, as I do, but you can work oh. remotely. So you're currently where? Well, I'm, huh, I'm in Arizona of all places. Yeah. And but you've been there but- for a bit, right? So, yeah, for a little while. Um, like a few months uh, since a the bit. beginning. Yeah, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But like I said, I mean, resiliency takes different forms. Um, I don't know what we're going back to. I mean, I'll be honest, you know, I'm not really racing to go back to New York. I'm not, you know, I mean, it, you know, like I said, this kind of made me appreciate a lot of the little things that I, in a way, I didn't remember, you know, I had, I mean, I have relatives out here, mm-hmm. you know, and I've got to see them or on a hell of a lot more of a regular basis than I ever had a chance to do, mm-hmm. you know, over the past, I can't even tell you how many years, I mean, decades to this point. Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not really, I mean, personally speaking, I'm not, I'm not really, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really in a rush to race back to anything really. I mean, scary enough as it is not to say, I mean, I've, I've, I kind of have gotten used to the COVID life mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. Um, but, you know, I kind of like being at home. Kind of. <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> than I uh, normally do. Um, when I get back to New York, I'll probably think differently. I, I mean, you know, you'll probably hear me say this a lot, you know, throughout every episode. I don't know. You know, I, I, That's I, fair. and I, I think a lot of it is, you know, in the grand scheme, like I said, what everybody's saying, we're, you know, we're trying to get back to normal, but I mean, I guess to add yet another layer on top of this, you know, do we, I mean, shouldn't part of this have been to kind of say, you know, some of what normal is kind of sucks and we should change what that normal is, you know? And I think, like I said mm-hmm. before, as far as there being a captive audience for a lot of things, you know, this past year, I mean, i.e., you know, say George Floyd and all of that, you know, I mean, we were all home to witness that. Jesus, and I mean, yes, we that were. in of itself was insane. You know, I mean, everything what, last I mean, imagine, year was insane. But, Just because we got imagine, to watch though, it and we had, we didn't really have any way to escape it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Imagine if it were just like a regular normal year and this had happened, you know, on on Memorial Day of just a regular year. You know, I mean, it it would have been big news. Absolutely. But again, would the reaction have been the same if we weren't all quarantined, you know, and you can go on about a lot of other things that happened last year. Like I said, not to go down the rabbit hole, but, you know, was our reaction to certain events different because we were all home and said, you know, that's even more messed up now that we are sitting at home and this is what we're consuming all day and we really get a chance to think about this and talk to each other. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, would we have had the time to do that? Would we have even wanted to? My answer if is... This, if these were regular times. My answer is definitely Yes. I was. I would say, per, for me personally, there's nothing but a yes there, and I'll get to that in a second. But I want to ask you one more question that relates to that. Right. Is there is there anything that you really do miss about the before times? Any activity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, New York is a place that's busy. You know, just to kind of see the streets empty, it was somewhat surreal. Um. Again, it's something I kind of got used to. It's very strange to see New York kind of empty, but, you know, in a way, like I used to, you went outside, um, mm-hmm. you know, here and there during the pandemic. I went outside too, you know, just to kind of get out of my house, you know, for the times that, you know, it did kind of drive me stir crazy being indoors. Fuck yeah, you put on a mask and you stay six feet away. Yeah, you know, but, you know, like I said, you start to appreciate, I guess, the beauty and the little things. I, I might... 
I mean, I guess it would be... I don't know if I really miss how things were before. I mean, as messed up as it kind of seems, I just figure, you know, this, you know, a lot of it might be a blank slate opportunity. You know, I mean, what do you do from here on? Um, I don't know if I want really, I don't want to say things to go back to normal. I mean, to an extent, yes, I do. I'm not that bad. Um, But again, you know, normal is different to different people. And I hate to use the phrase new normal, but, you know, I think for a lot of people, there will be a lot of new normals. I don't, I don't think that it'll be the same for everyone. You know, now I've, you know, I've been working from home for over a year. You know, I never thought I could, I never wanted to. I was always a person that says, oh, hey, I want to go in the office. I can't function from home. I remember that. Well, hey, turns out I can. And it's awesome. I want to do more of that. Fucking great. I don't want to go back to the office. Nobody you know, wants that's to go. another well, thing. I learned. Most people <laughs> I don't want to go back to the office. Nobody want to go you back know? to the office or people who have kids. Like, is that, the, I mean, I don't want to go back to that normal. No. You know? No. Um, people, again, yeah, there, yeah. I mean, people there are things I miss. Kids, I should say, generally. Yeah, They're yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, this year is rough on a lot of people um, for different reasons, you know. And, and that's another thing, too. I mean, you know, with kids, you know, uh, I guess kids in general, not just school age kids. Yeah, it's gotta suck. Yeah. You have to be able to like feed a baby when you have to do some shit. So, or I mean, think about that. I mean, even for them now, I mean, you know, for someone who I guess hasn't lived as long as you and I have, for kids, you know, this, yeah, I mean, this is essentially their normal from here on. You know, like pre pre corona, post corona. I mean, if you're, you know, you know, say five or six, you're not really going to remember much about the world before this. You know, and think about it. This is going to be, I mean, obviously this is going to be something that, you know, is going to be in the history books, something that, you know, I mean, think about it. the entire world went through this. I mean, how often can you say like the entire freaking planet went through the same thing collectively? It's not that often. It's generally relative. I mean, it's for a messed up reason, rare. For, for real, you know, for real, you know, messed up reason. But I mean, it's just... You know, it's crazy. Just, I mean, uh, it's about for every it's forty been, or fifty years, the whole world has to deal with some shit like this. You know, so well, I guess it's been a hundred years for us, right? Global, since, uh, well, you got World War II. That's stuff. a whole. That's a whole world thing. Even well, if you're not that, fighting when, the World War II, you're probably still like, oh shit, this could be bad. Well, think about it. When we when we went through this, you know, in nineteen eighteen. You know, yeah, there was a world war going on at the same time. I mean, again, normals, you know. I mean, imagine, you know, dealing with the pandemic and trying to, you know, fight off the enemy, <laughs> you know, depending on which side you're, you're in the trenches, you're going around. I mean. Fight off who? The other guy on the other trench that's just dying of fucking flu? Well, see, you have to you fight go. nobody else off. You just had I mean, to stay away to from your, on someone. You have to stay away and, from everybody. You know, that's a weapon. You know, and like I said, this this year has been strange, weird, crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I don't really know if I want to race back to whatever normal was. Okay. okay. Was normal, I mean, was normal cool before this? Okay. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what I want, <laughs> what, I, what I actually care about, what I actually care about to a certain okay, extent. Okay, I sound so bad. <laughs> I sound so negative, but um, yeah, this is positively cynical, not fucking cynical as fuck. But 
yeah, whatever. Yeah, kind of I'll bring some up. sunshine to the proceedings if I have to do that, as always. No. Um, I mean, I miss group activities of a certain sort. Uh, I am having some some uh some whiskey right now um some some bourbon uh nice and yeah it's always it's always a fun thing i like to i like to loosen up a little bit before i have these conversations but no i i'm having a little bit of that right now and i enjoy doing that at home more than i enjoy doing that at a bar i'm fucking four decades into this life god damn it and i definitely enjoy doing it at a bar for a certain or to a certain extent in my younger days, but I always like to drink at home better. It's so much more fun when you drink at somebody's house. Yeah, bars suck. They don't I mean, suck. they're awesome, but they don't you know suck. I mean. but they don't suck. I don't miss them. <laughs> I don't miss them. I don't really miss them either, to be honest. I don't miss them that Because you're much. right, you can, you can drink at home. Yeah, I can drink at home, and it's fucking cheaper. I'm a cheaper date when I drink at home, too. I can and get you can pass out. Yeah. If I get fucking quicker. wasted, like you know me question, I can fucking drink like a fish. Like you know this. You know this about me. You know that I can drink a liter and a half of whiskey and still be fucking coherent. You know this. Well, yeah, you're insane. Yeah. You know that I can do this. You you and many others can vouch for me on that. Yeah, fact. those 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 days uh I mean, slowly I, and not always slowly disappearing for me yeah me for me too though to a certain extent because i don't drink that much anymore i don't really enjoy it i never was like a fucking lush i mean i certainly had my phases you know what i mean i definitely had my phases but like i like to point it out in this in this aspect in this regard there's certainly like any other young person for the for like generally the most part the majority of young people go through like these phases where they enjoy drinking and i've definitely had mine where Yes, I do drink like a fucking fish for like a couple of months, but I'm also the type of person that might not drink anything for like six months. So I'm certainly not an an addict of of the drink. But you know, that said, like I'm hanging out here. I'm not at a bar. I'm totally okay with that. I do miss restaurants. I'm not bad at cooking for myself, but I love a good restaurant. In fact, the only thing that I've kind of clung to, but it's still not the same, is like food tourism in the in the after times because that's really I'll all there. there. There's like that's like something that there is to do with food, but like it's never the same when you get some fucking takeout or you get some delivery as it is when they like drop a plate in front of you that just came out of the fucking kitchen. You can get some well, good shit, but like I it's mean, never okay. the same. Right? Yeah, I guess the restaurant experience. I do miss it. Does kind of lack. Uh, yeah, when you have to open the box at home, I guess it kind of does take away a little yeah. of the shine of the full restaurant experience, let's just say. And don't get me wrong, I've definitely discovered a lot of new and wonderful restaurants, both here in New York. And to fully disclose, like, I've done like quarantines. In other places, we've gone to visit my girlfriend's family, and they have a wonderful home where we basically had our own wing of the fucking house, and we quarantined with them, and we stayed away from them, and they're still alive, so we did our job at not giving each other coronavirus. But, um, you know, so we did that, and I went to Atlanta, and we visited some other friends of my girlfriend, actually. We didn't get to go far enough west to visit some of my friends, but that's okay. We'll do that later on. 
But like, yeah, we did a lot of food tourism in Atlanta. We fucking ordered food somewhere every day. And there was some great shit. And I'm, you know, definitely major thanks to everyone who introduced me to some awesome food in Atlanta and everywhere else. But like, I miss restaurants. I fucking do. I haven't been to a restaurant since before all this happened. Um, at least not indoors. I've done like an outdoor thing like once or twice. My girlfriend just went to a restaurant for the first time in like a year with a friend of hers. They found a restaurant that they felt was safe and relatively, you know, sparsely populated, not too many people. And they went inside and actually had some food and it was great. And she doesn't have COVID. So it worked out fine. Well, Um, think about that. That's going to be, I mean, you know, you say that, um, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, it might take me some time, you know, to get back into a restaurant, maybe, yeah. um, you know, you, you kind of, I might have to think twice, you know, I mean, but it's, you know, it's, it's like that, you know, I, I never had as much sanitizer on me as I, you know, as I have in the past year, you know, it's just like gold nowadays, you know, Shit. um, Everybody, everybody has it's, sanitizer and lotion because your hands are so fucking dry. Yeah, you get, yeah, it's so freaking dry, but I mean, people be ashy as hell right now in this time of yeah. COVID. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, maybe that's another thing I guess I learned about myself. You know, I got more antisocial. No, that I got more antisocial. I guess you know. Um, when the plague happens, or what? Yes. Yeah, I mean, no, but, that's no, but it's fair. Crazy. That's fair. But I guess when it's a virus where you're basically told, hey, don't be around anybody. Don't be in large crowds. I mean, I guess you kind of embrace that, you know, I don't want to be around people's side. You embrace it. I sort of embrace it. You fully embrace it. You're like fucking Cartman in that episode. (laughs) The pandemic special? Yes. Yes. (laughs) You just roll out of bed. You just go, ah. And your day starts. Social distancing. That's you. Basically. And then he, and then he basically says, "Wait, we have to get back to normal." Hell no! Yeah, you're I'm not feeling that right now. You're Cartman. I guess so. Yeah, gotta, I guess I'm kind of. You got a fucking yeah, red shirt on right now. You got the whole thing going on. You just need to put a, like a fucking skull cap on for. You know, I haven't cut my hair in over a year, and another thing I never thought I'd say, but it's freaking glorious. Oh man, I got long ass hair too, man. I look like fucking Captain Caveman. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell this is. Is that copyright infringement? I mean, whatever. Um, Nobody's listening to this shit anyway. Maybe if you only do it for a few seconds. Well, Um, I'll I'll negotiate and delete it from future from the episode in the future when when we maybe maybe yeah might have to be edited, but uh, fucking whatever. Yeah, I mean, this is like year two of like not going to a barber, not wearing like a pair of shoes. You know, Dress I shoes. Yo, I, I have, have yeah, been I to have a been... wedding. My my girlfriend's brother got married, so like we kind of had to go, but it was an outdoor yeah. wedding. We like I... found like this awesome, um, this place called Nanahala where we just got cabins. Everybody got individual cabins, and the wedding was outdoors, like under a fucking awning. So I mean, a socially distanced wedding. Yeah, even saying those three words together is just. Mm-hmm. That's been the type of year it's been. It's crazy. And there was conflict at that wedding between people over, like, who should be wearing masks or not. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. That's kind of ridiculous, I think. Well, the fact that you're politicizing 
a freaking pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to go into all of that. I mean, that's probably I can, do, in of itself. But we might well, have more I mean, time for that later. Maybe not. Well, I was going to say, that in of itself can be a separate episode. There's honesty. so much to get into. In that but aspect. that's what I'm saying. Like, that's waiting into the weeds, at least as far as this conversation. But, I mean, like, you know, it, it even got to that point. You know, um, social it, distance just, weddings. Man. Yeah. I mean, like I said, just terms, phrases, you know, just things you never thought you'd you know see together in a sentence. Yeah. That's, that's what our normal is yeah. now. You know what else I miss? You know what else I miss? I mean, besides people, I definitely miss people. People are missed, but I've seen some people in a social distance way. Um, like I've said over the last year. So I've been lucky in that way because I know other people who are being careful enough to actually say like, hey, we're young enough and we can hang out for fucking three weeks together. And if nobody gets sick, we'll move on with our lives and go to the next destination. But I miss I definitely miss movie theaters. Um, I mean, I I'm not a huge movie theater fan, but I, I, I mean, you know me, man. Then, and Aren't movie theaters open now? Like I don't know how it is in New York right now. Yeah, if it's, uh, yeah, but I'd rather. I mean, I'd rather. I don't. I don't know about a movie theater, man. Like I don't know how I would really react to that. There was a time when I, when me and some friends of mine bandied about the idea when it was dope, where you could privately rent out a movie theater, and then you just go with fucking people you know, and you could make it a safe, socially distanced affair. Or at least you know who you were with and you know who's there and you can be responsible and be like, all right, it's just a bunch of fucking like 20, 30, 40 year olds who like are nerds basically because context is like I go to the movies. I love all kinds of movies. You know this about me. I love shit from fucking Parasite to like fucking Children of Men to Closer to all kinds of shit that's dramatic and interesting. But I also definitely am a fucking nerd. So I love going to the movies and watching like Avengers and like fucking Black Panther. And you've done that with me. You certainly no, enjoy that, right? No, I understand. I mean, the, I guess the blockbuster movie, yeah. Yeah, I but love I, that because I that's mean, what's great about movie theaters to me. It's like you go to a movie theater, like be blown away with cool special effects and cool visuals and everybody in the – like to have that cool crowd, like that fun collective experience where everybody's like ooh and ah basically is what's going on on the screen. I miss that. I do. I mean, I miss that. I miss that. But, you know, on the flip side, um, you know, there is also something to be said about the fact that you can see certain movies by streaming them. Yeah. On an app in the comfort of your own home at this point. That's great, too. You know, but that's pretty cool, too. No. Like, I want to be I able mean, to. I mean, we like, never got a chance to do that until this year. I mean, I had a dope um, time going with, like, like, we went with, like, 15 people to, so, to go see Avengers Endgame, bro. And it was no. I understand. I get it. Dope. You know what I mean? Like it was so. No, I much get it. Fun. I get it. And you don't I get, get that no, same right. thing at home. You just don't. You know what I mean? No, you don't no, have to do right. it all the time. You know, it, but it's definitely something that I miss. And yeah, I miss people enough that I definitely miss traveling. But I did a little bit of that, so I can't say that I completely missed that. I did not go to a fucking movie theater in the last year at all. And like I said, I you know, it's funny. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I. Know, I think I might be a little more receptive to. Well, I don't know. I wasn't about to say I might be more receptive to a movie theater, I guess, because you'd still be wearing your mask over going to a restaurant where you wouldn't. But I don't know. I think I'd be a little leery on both. I think At least, you no, know, that's just me for the time being. You know, I mean, I just kind of want to see what happens. Individually, how I perceive the precautions that different establishments take. 
That's really what it is. Like if you're a movie yeah, theater I mean, that's like, hey, like fucking twenty five percent capacity, and you have like four hundred seats in the theater or some shit like that. Like, okay, we could we could work that. Maybe we could figure that out. You know, but I guess if it is big enough, you can have your separate corners. It yes. de- it really depends. Maybe not twenty five percent capacity. Maybe a little bit less, but you can certainly work it out. And that, but that's really why I wanted to do the sort of private movie theater thing. Restaurants. <sighs> I mean, I guess it's also for me like. You know, you can sit in there for a certain amount of time. I mean, outside more so, but like when things get a little bit more back to normal, you can sit inside with a mask for a relatively shorter period of time than a movie. But that's that's really that's kind of splitting hairs. I haven't done either of those things in a long fucking time, so yeah. it doesn't really matter to me. But I want to address another thing that you said really quickly and then maybe move on and then maybe wrap up. So we talked a lot of bullshit for about an hour so far. <laughs> about pretty much at the hour mark now, yeah. Yeah, we're at about the hour mark right now if you all are actually still listening to this. And if you are still listening to this, then I definitely want to thank you. And I do want to do a very, 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 yeah, very, 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 very quick reminder to like, rate, share, and subscribe to Positively Cynical. And you can also reach us at Positively Cynical podcast at gmail.com i think that's the fucking email address if it's not i'll look it up you'll find out and i'll I'll, (laughs) it's either positively cynical podcast or positively cynical cast and i can't fucking remember right now and i shouldn't be expected to because nobody's listening to this right now but anyway (laughs) anyway another point that you made is that COVID has definitely affected how we all viewed the events of the world. And to briefly touch on that, like I, let's be positively cynical for a moment. I definitely, let's be cynically positive for a moment. I definitely had like a fucking, at least one breakdown, just fucking flat out breakdown in 2020. And I generally am moderately stoic when it comes to to some situations and some things and some some emotions I, i'd like to to think that the key to let's say being a good person quote unquote we're getting into a weird place here but like i think it's about thinking about your emotions not about controlling them just about understanding them and knowing how to react so I, like i said i generally consider myself generally stoic in that regard but i definitely had some like full-on like one full-on tears breakdown last year just thinking about missing my parents and the state of the world knowing people who have lost someone watching people get shot in the fucking street on television watching unrest all this watching the the division that's going on in this country and i'll say a a a relatively uh, a relatively i should say um this is this is a controversial thing. I think some of that some of that division is actually justified. My lord, will we get into that a little bit deeper in the future? But it's just it's like it got to a point where it was pretty fucking heartbreaking to watch. Sometime around June or July or something like that, and I definitely had like a little cry for a few minutes where it was just fucking some heavy shit. And I'm okay. I think everybody with had that moment. Yeah. You know, it's just. I think I think at some point everybody you at some fucking point was just kind of. Yeah, we all needed it, man. I don't give a what fuck. What's that who crap you are. going on? I mean, good lord. Yes. You know, um, I don't give a yeah. fuck who you are. Like something something was different this year for you than it was in the past. Even if there were just a certain aspect of friends that didn't want to hang out for some reason or something about your job, 
something definitely pile on you no matter how you feel about all this shit. So I I have to wholeheartedly fucking agree that a lot of the way that we perceive things this year was part of being shut in, which, like I said, I feel oh, yeah. like I gelt, I, like I gelt, I gelt generally, generally dealt with it pretty well, generally dealt with it fairly well. Um, being somewhat shut in, like I said, like I said, with somewhat, uh, somewhat lucky situations where I'm able to go outside to either the garden apartment or the to the park that I live a half a block away from. But yeah, it it definitely affected people a lot. So let's see. Here's where I want to close things because I think, like you said, there's a deeper conversation to be had here. But let's, let's dip well, our toes oh, in the water about something. Well, I, I was gonna say, I guess, yeah. Well, I guess I'll see where I was about to say one more thing, but I'll, I'll let you say what you're about to say and maybe it might fit into what I was going to say. Yeah, no, I want to I wanted to touch upon the idea of the idea of that person that would, in my view, selfishly decide that they don't have to do anything in this time of COVID. But I want to be specific to people that think it's the flu. Let's talk about that. Because now I I'm I don't think there's much to be said about this if you're a, a relatively lucid fucking human being. Like I said before, even if you think that this shit is the the a virus that came out of a Chinese lab, there's certainly people that are dying a hell of a lot more than they ever were before. This could be something it could be a false flag attack or some other bullshit that that people make up when they can't f- face reality let's call it uh so like i think that that shit is just remarkably selfish because the the thing the one goddamn thing that they ask most people to do is put a piece of cloth on your face it's not 1984 and even if it were 1984, and if you don't know what 1984 is, you're probably a fucking idiot too. Uh, but I hear this reference so often. It, if it were 1984, you're wearing a mask and the cameras that you're worried about will not see your face. If you're worried about also the coronavirus having some fucking chip in it that's going to track your everyday movement, guess what? You have a cell phone. And if you're worried about fucking Bill Gates putting not only that, but some new world order life-ending virus in the vaccine, well, A, to put it bluntly, you're a fucking idiot. And B, if you really wanted to thin the population, there are many, many, many easier ways to do that. And also to those people who believe that there's poison in the vaccine, put down the fucking McDonald's, you bitch. Um, yeah, that's kind of how well, I feel about that. <laughs> um, okay, that wasn't pretty much what I was going to say. I mean, I kind of feel, I mean, I guess... To piggyback on what you were saying, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I guess when this whole thing started, you know, again, being in New York, 
you know, you see people wearing masks. Again, I didn't think it was going to be anything that was going to be to this extent. I mean, you knew it was something different, but not what it has become. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't really too fond of the masks either at the beginning, but I guess I never understood what the big deal about wearing a mask was to begin with. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's just a matter of, okay, I may or may not believe, you know, this much may or may not be true, but if the one thing you can do at even the most basic level of common human decency is to say, Hey, wear a mask. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. It's not going to kill you. you. I mean, I mean, there's no conspiracy to me behind, Hey, wear a mask. I mean, just wear a mask. Your CO2 levels ain't going to go up or some shit like that. You hoes wear a fucking mask for Halloween while you fucking show off your ass for six hours. What the fuck is the problem for wearing a mask for these few minutes? You anti-vax hoes be doing that shit. You've been in that Halloween costume with your mask on for hours. It didn't kill you. Your, Your friend that's a nurse or doctor operates on people or looks upon people or make sure that people are okay for many, many, many fucking hours a day. And I don't really see a rash of nurses dying of some sort of oxygen deficiency unless I'm missing something. So I did, I just really don't get it. And I like, like I said, if you believe the origin of this is somehow nefarious that's fucking fine. I know some people who believe that it was invented in a fucking lab. As a matter of fact, there's even there's even some official investigations that are trying to find out a little bit more about how exactly this thing became an outbreak, which include investigating if it came out of a fucking lab. They're actually trying to do this in the real world. But I know enough people who are skeptical about the nefarious origins of COVID and still put on a mask. Like, I'm okay with you if you do that shit, right? Like, you're still a basically decent fucking human being who, like, is going to take a precaution that doesn't really cost you anything. Well, don't they say that you're not necessarily wearing a mask just for you, but it's for others? Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah, you don't want to give them the Wuhan flu. Whatever fucking Oh, let's not go down that road. We're not going down I don't like the term... I hate the fucking term. We're seeing a, a like that's another a, conversation of itself. That's insane. Well, I mean, insane. I'll be I frank. You have to part. hate that term because when you use terms like that, you see shit like what we're seeing now, like anti Asian American or anti Asian violence, like that's become an outbreak, which is fucking nonsense. Why well, would you attack can... anybody over this shit? You like. Not only for the fact that you're a, a, a piece of human shit for attacking somebody for any particular reason, but if you believe that somebody's going to give you the Wuhan flu, why would you assault them and get close to them? It just doesn't make sense on any fucking level. Anyway. Well, I don't know what, but I don't know what beating up somebody's going to do about the fate of the world as it is. I mean, okay. I mean, it's still here. It's still affecting everyone. Like you said before, it doesn't make a difference where it came from. It's here. I mean... It just, I mean, you have to scratch your head. Like I said, just how people correlate things and how they connect dots. And I mean, you can blame he who should not be named. I guess you can call him. Um, you can blame him for a, a hell of a lot of it, to be honest. Um, Voldemort is an asshole. I agree. But I mean, like I said, it's just, 
I mean, good Lord, basic human decency just to be like, all right, again, I can believe what I want to believe. But if all you're telling me to do is to wear a mask, you know, I don't have to be like drafted into a war. You know, I don't have to ration. It's just, nope. hey, wear a mask. I mean, that's it. And watch TV all day at home, you know, and just and, and, and be careful and like, you know, sanitize. I mean, I think everyone can do that, you know, for a little while. But like I said, there, there are many, many, many different ways that we can go with this. Um, but yeah, some enough people, some people are rushing back to things that maybe they don't need anymore, and I think that's well, I, you know, I mean, the saddest I thing guess, about this. I mean, something. I mean, something. I guess that could be explored again. I mean, you mentioned what are we running back to? I mean, yeah, I had a thought there. I just lost my thought, <laughs> but um, um, I guess I mean to bring it down. I guess to a base level. I mean, you, you talk about masks. I guess just one thing I wanted to mention, um, I guess, as far as what the new normal will be, um, whenever that is, I mean, I guess something as small as like a handshake, you know, when you meet somebody, like, is that going to be a thing now? Like where we shake hands anymore is the elbow bump or the fist bump. Just I, I get at the risk of sounding redundant, the new normal, you know, I mean, you know, think yeah. about that. Don't you know, you, do we don't shake you, hands and then put sanitizer on? I mean, what are the, what, you know, these are like small little protocols. You know, we go into an office, are you going to be around everyone in an office ever again? Or will we have to have some people in an office, some people remote? You know, everyone's more or less gotten used to, you know, a virtual way of life, Zoom being all the rage and other things like that. You know, a lot of people I know and I've spoken to, they're kind of cool with that. You know, um, in a weird sort of way, you know, it helps you maintain control. You know, it's like, oh, well, there's a room full of people who are arguing. Guess what? There's a mute button. Just like that. You know, a lot of people like that. You know, will we have meetings that take place, you know, in a room full of people? Would people want to be in a room full of people? You know, I don't know if I want to go racing back and, you know, I, I don't know. You know, like there are a lot of little things. Question doesn't know let's yeah you don't know i get it i don't, I don't know if anybody knows honestly i mean i guess it'll be based on you know chance encounters but i mean i don't really see people racing and saying hey you know reaching out for a hand you know I or see stuff a few, like hugs i see a few people racing for certain things but but it's, to me in a way it's kind of like well that kind of raises an eyebrow nowadays you know what i mean it's yeah. just like oh you shouldn't do that you know what raises an eyebrow you know <laughs> you know what raises an eyebrow what, don't don't you tell me that this isn't true for anybody that's listening including you question don't you sometimes watch television now and kind of cringe and flinch when people like are you know, shaking hands on television you know from it's the really before funny. times even when you watch stuff like TV nowadays, or I guess, isn't it crazy how pop culture also kind of form? It's funny. I, there's, you know, there are a couple of people I know, they're in advertising. And, you know, at the beginning of this, you know, there are people who are saying, oh, well, there are certain things that we can't do for the time being as far as commercials because we don't want to portray, I guess, the old way of life, mm-hmm. you know? And 
you know, I was thinking about it, and I was just like, at least at the beginning of this, you know, like kind of saying, well, who the hell cares? It's a commercial. We can separate, you know, what you want us to see from what the actuality is. You know, if somebody's in a commercial and they're not wearing masks, okay, well, we already know that's a controlled environment. And we assume that people took protocols in order to participate in some commercial or show or whatever. Um, but as the as the, the years as the months progressed, years. yeah, I will admit it is it, it is kind of strange when you watch TV nowadays or listen to the radio and it's just kind of like you see a commercial, and yeah, there are people who aren't wearing masks or people are wearing masks. You know, like you know, advertisers have definitely put their finger on the pulse, I guess you can say, when it comes to to that. You know, it is it's kind of strange nowadays, you know, to kind of see that, you, know, you kind of do cringe. Or you see a little disclaimer on the bottom of uh, of the commercial, you know, this commercial was, you know, recorded safely. I mean, even that is just freaky. I was in a supermarket the other day, and it was one of those, like, surreal sci-fi moments where, you know, you're just walking through the aisles, and, you know, you hear on the, like, on the loudspeaker, Oh, in order to combat the virus, you know, dot, dot, dot. And, you know, every time I go into that supermarket, I always think to myself, you know, how crazy is that? That, again, that's just normal now. Like, imagine a year or two ago, like, this is something out of a sci-fi movie, you know? Like, this is essentially, I don't want to say, it kind of is in a weird, like, post-apocalyptic kind of thing you know it's like oh dealing with the virus you know and it's just it's just nonchalant like again this is just what we're all used to now you know i don't know points covid passports possibly yeah you know necessary to go to like sporting events isn't that crazy i mean you know you might have to you know prove that you're vaccinated can they even do that should they i mean again that's a whole different situation you know, I have my thoughts about the vaccine, you know, but, you know, all these little things now, you know, and, you know, to break it down again, you know, haves and have nots in this sense, you know, I mean, you know, I have relatives in other countries, you know, and you hear about other countries and the types of medications or types of vaccines that they're, uh, that they're getting out there. Will they even get a vaccine? Um, you know, it, it, like I said, it, it really shows that too. Because Europe's you having know? issues like that, apparently, with some of their vaccine yeah. supply. I mean, you know, they're saying, okay, AstraZeneca, you know, there are issues with that. But what, what's to say that, you know, what, what if that's your only option? You know, I mean, then you're saying to yourself, well, you know, shit, do I want <laughs> Is it worth it if I'm hearing about the side effects? Like I said, I mean, you know, we can go, that's a whole different animal as far as the vaccine. That could be another hour plus in and of itself. But like I said, just a lot of like everything is on the table as far as, you know, what the hell will we look like after this is over. And in a way, over this will probably never be over. It probably won't be. I mean, not the way this is going. I mean, this is, it's going to, we're going to be dealing with this crap for a while. And the times they are a changing. Aren't they, though? Times are very, very different than they ever were before. Yeah. And everything at the drop of a dime. In the time like said, of COVID. Yeah. Before St. Patrick's Day last year, hey, we had all, we, had, we all had agendas and plans. Past St. Patrick's Day, nothing. 
Things have changing. <laughs> yeah. nice. It has been an odd 50 years since 2020 started. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely it definitely feels like the shortest and the longest year ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still can't believe it's been a year, but at the same time, yeah, you're right. It feels like you've gone through 50 of these. Mm-hmm. Every day feels like another year nowadays. It's it's, just, it feels longer Jesus. when you have less to do, which is, as you said, a whole other conversation. But we are going to have a number of conversations over time as we get deeper into this positively cynical podcast. I want to open it up or close it out, I should say, not open it up because we've been talking about this shit again for about an hour and a half. Let's close it down with a question. Again, if you're still listening, Jesus fucking Christ, thank you. Thank yeah, you. congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> you made it this far. <laughs> congratulations for listening to me and question for an hour and 20 plus minutes. But at this point, if you're still listening, thank you. And my question to you uh, is going to be, I'll ask, a, I'll ask a, a, a couple of questions. What do you miss from the, from the before times of COVID? And what, is, what do you think the after times are going to be like? Of COVID, I know it's a pretty open-ended question, but if anybody even wants to take a time to answer that, that's as far as the echo chamber on this show will go. I might address what you say on a future podcast, um, and I might also tell you an asshole. Tell you you're an asshole, so that's my disclaimer. Because if you say something stupid, in my opinion, of course, I will probably skewer it a little bit. Anyways, that's where we're going to wrap things up with this inaugural podcast of the positively cynical podcast as mentioned before we have been recording remotely so if you hear any sound issues or artifacts you can let us know through feedback uh positively cynical podcast or positively cynical cast at gmail.com i don't remember which one right now but one of those is definitely a place where you can reach us (laughs) for feedback so eventually reach out to us there. Let us know how you <laughs> felt about the quality of the sound or the quality of my opinions or the quality of your convictions or whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Like I said, give us some feedback. The best way to let everybody know how much you enjoyed this podcast. Again, if you're still actually listening at this point is to like, rate, share and subscribe to the positively cynical podcast. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Question, for joining me on this inaugural pod- podcast. Podcast. Okay. Joining me on this inaugural podcast. And um, we will see or speak to you all again, I should say, very soon. Thanks for joining us on the Positively Cynical Podcast.